you know the drill. Or maybe you don't. I shouldn't assume that you do. This could be your first time listening. This is Velvet Owl Watches Movies So You Don't Have To, which the premise is pretty self-explanatory. I, Velvet Owl, watch a movie for the sake of you not having to. And I'm excited, because this week we are watching, or I am watching, the precursor to one of my favorite bad movies. Uh, My favorite bad movie is A Crotty Christmas Miracle, which I've done previously for this podcast, so check it out. But if you don't want to check it out just now, the basic of it, of that film, is this kid believes that if he earns a black belt by Christmas, it'll return his father. His father, who is missing after there was a mass shooting at a movie theater. Oh, by the way, it's a kid's film. (laughs) Now, when I watched it, I did think, like, it was kind of, like, odd with the movie theater shooting scenes, which we didn't actually get to see the uh, movie theater shooting, but just the scenes that took place there, they just felt really, like, odd and out of place. Now, I don't really, like, do any research into these movies before I watch them, because I'm trying to have my reactions as pure as possible and know as little as possible before I go into them. So what I did not know is that those scenes of the movie theater were taken from this other film because they felt they needed to, you know, reuse the film. Um, Why you would use a film which the poster for this looks like it's fucking dark and evil. So why you feel the need to repurpose that footage for a kid's Christmas film, I don't know. Which just adds to the magic of... A Karate Christmas Miracle, just because it's so insanely bad and batshit crazy in that anyone thought any of it was a good idea. So this week's movie, Joker's Poltergeist, The Aurora Massacre. Now, if that title seems offensive to you, and maybe you don't quite place it, uh, if you remember the Aurora Theater mass shooting... Where a guy dressed up as the Joker to kill people in a movie theater. So, let's uh, take that back a little bit, Ken. The Joker shooting people in the Aurora Theater. Now you got this film called Joker's Poltergeist, The Aurora Massacre. Like, how much like more fucking tasteless can you get for a film? That is just so horrid that, and this was in 2016, which, you know what, I'm going to pause for a moment, because I want to double check when the Aurora shooting happened, just to kind of, just for the rare time of actually having um, something factual. Okay, I apologize, the name of the theater wasn't the Aurora, the name of the town was Aurora, but... Um, it happened in 2012, this film's 2016, so, you know, they gave it a few years, so I guess that's not as bad, maybe? Um, yeah, it's fucking horrible, but the stars Eric Roberts, because of course it does. Why wouldn't it star Eric Roberts? I could probably get Eric Roberts to star in my movie. You know, you just give him a paycheck, and he'll say, sure. Sure. I'm not even going to bother reading the script. 
And also Martin Cove, who you may remember as John Kreese from Karate Kid movies and the affiliated Cobra Kai TV show. Who, I think this is before Cobra Kai, like, made a big impact and made him popular again. So, I think this is another I Needed a Paycheck movie. So... I, I'm I'm done rambling for right now because I want to see this movie. And it'll give me some, I guess, backspace or backstory for A Karate Christmas Miracle. Because a lot of it didn't make sense in regards to the movie theater shooting. So I, I will find out. Or even better, maybe this is absolutely like completely nothing to do with it. I, I kind of hope that the father from A Karate Christmas Miracle is not in this film. That would make it even better. In the credits, Dustin Diamond is listed, which I don't know if it's the Dustin Diamond, Screech himself, and I hope it is because his name is way fucking down in the credits. Like, it's not even, his name doesn't even get its own credit screen. He has to share it with other people. And a lot of people get their own single credit who are fucking nobodies. <coughs> so is that how far, like, Screech fell? That he can't even get, like, a good, decent credit on Joker's Poltergeist? The Aurora Shooting Massacre. Just, wow. But, so it starts off with Eric Roberts giving some sort of, like, um, one of those things. What do you fucking call them? You know, his creed, his screedo, whatever, his rant about society. And this was reused in a Karate Christmas Miracle. And it made absolutely no fucking sense in that film because it didn't really give context. Because it didn't tell you that he was the shooter. Um, so it was just kind of like really random. And here, it still makes no fucking sense. He hates society, whatever. We all hate society. That doesn't mean we go out and kill people, Eric Roberts. So, it's the midnight premiere of the movie The Joker's Wild. Which is a super scary horror movie or something. And everyone's excited. The, like, 15 people or so that showed up. But they're all wearing clown masks. It's like, woo! It's a movie about a clown. So we're wearing masks to show we love... I don't know. I don't know if it's part of a franchise. It just, or they just like move any sort of movie that has a clown that's wielding a gun. So they're like, yeah. And the girl who's the daughter of the theater owner, as I don't know if we get into that later in this film, but we learned that in A Karate Christmas Miracle. She's all getting excited and she's getting the people pumped up. Again, like the 15 or so people. Which, again, like, I'm going to go through and find out how it compares in A Karate Christmas Miracle. Because in A Karate Christmas Miracle, we learned that this was, this was like, kind of a Christmas party. Not a movie premiere. So, like, and the daughter was inheriting the theater from her dad. But it seems like here, it's a movie premiere. And they're all excited about this movie that 15 people are super excited to go see. But unfortunately, 
I'm going to guess Eric Roberts just based on a Cry Christmas Miracle because we don't see yet. Someone wearing a clown mask comes in and he's got a gun and he starts shooting up the place because, you know, if it's Eric Roberts, he hates society. So he's got to kill everyone who's coming to see a crappy clown killer movie or a killer clown movie and not killer clowns from outer space. Because I can understand that if people want to go see that film. Yeah, I'll go a fucking midnight screening of that one. So he starts shooting people. And he's going to shoot the daughter, but her dad, who's wearing a mask, who is John Kreese, at least in uh, Karate Christmas Miracle. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm spoiling a lot of shit for myself because I've seen a Karate Christmas Miracle. But so he gets shot and killed. Meanwhile, the projectionist comes down with a gun. And for reasons I don't know, is wearing a clown mask. And he shoots the evil clown. Because, as we all know, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good clown with a gun. That would have worked better if I said a bad... I will try the line again. The only thing that can stop a bad clown with a gun is a good clown with a gun. Unfortunately, after, you know, the guy's dead, and he's there, still in his... He's taking his clown mask off as the police are rushing in. Police... I don't know if the police got there that quick, or are we meant to believe, like, this shooting took a long time, enough time for the calls to go out? I don't know. I don't know how quickly police get to respond in like these mass shootings but they ran in really quick which shows those fucking police who did not want to go in to the school because they were too scared or whatever they're pussies these cops they don't know what's going on and they're just going to save 15 people who want to see a stupid clown movie but no, the other cops, they can't run in to save kids. Just. But I digress. So the police are ready to arrest the projectionist because, you know, he's standing there with a gun and a clown mask. But, you know, the daughter of the theater owner is like, no, it wasn't him. This guy who's lying on the floor, he's the one that killed my dad. And she takes off the mask. And we don't see who it is yet. But it's going to be Eric Roberts. And even if I didn't see A Cry Christmas Miracle, the movie kind of just set up, because with that long rant by Eric Roberts at the beginning, you're going to think he's the killer. So she sees him, but we don't. And then it cuts to one year later, which has me excited, because A Karate Christmas Miracle takes place one year after the shooting. So that means... This movie is going to be in roughly the same time frame. Maybe a bit before, because I don't know if it's Christmas season yet or not. But within that year, and will we learn what happened to Dad? Because Dad's been missing for that whole year. And spoiler alert for Karate Christmas Miracle, he just shows up at the end of the film out of nowhere with no explanation of where he was or what happened. So, but that means... We're cutting to a year later. He's already missing. Wait a minute! Because... in a, So I guess this isn't like a clear sequel. Or Karate Christmas Miracle isn't a clear sequel. Because... 
the shooter, I he didn't escape. He got killed, so he couldn't have taken Dad to escape. I don't know. So I guess I shouldn't take this as the prequel to A Karate Christmas Miracle. But I will anyhow, because it will make me very upset. Okay, so it's a year later, and Aurora's decided she's going to reopen the theater. And so she's cleaning it, I guess for the first time ever, because she's having, like, little, like, uh, flashbacks of seeing her dead friends and co-workers. I don't know, words are her friends? I'm just assuming. She seemed very, very disturbed. But, I mean, I guess any dead body you see will disturb you, whether you knew them or not. But then she gets a call from her mom, like, on Skype or Zoom or whatever, like, the... <clears throat> whatever was the thing at the time. I don't think Skype was really a thing. I, well, I mean, I think it existed, but it was really more Zoom is what people used. And for some reason, I can't figure out it, the call's on the laptop, so she's, like, FaceTiming or whatever she's using. But then she has the picture projected onto the big screen. Which, does that make it easier for her to, like, talk to someone? As opposed to just seeing it on her laptop? Because um, it would just actually kind of creep me out more if I was talking to someone and they're on the big screen. Like, whoa, like, this is not natural. Uh, seeing something on the big screen should not be interactive. It just should be static. You should be allowed to yell at them, and they don't know what's going on. Having a two-way conversation with something on the giant big screen, that's just freaky, in my opinion. But Mom is like, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. And Aurora's like, hey, it's a good idea. We're not gonna let that fucking psychopath ruin this town this town needs this movie theater and then she gets a call from like a congressman or something and he's all like you know i agree with you we need to open the theater uh but it's the fucking mayor he's being an asshole about this because you know he wants to show use this to take away our second amendment rights um because yeah it's that uh, old <laughs> song and dance of hey mass shooting they're gonna take your guns away. And it's like, no, we're not trying to take your guns away. We just, uh, want less crazy people to have guns. Can, can we meet, like, part way? No. Our guns, our guns, just, ah. I should wait until I'm in actually <laughs> in a very solid mental state to watch this. Not, not like, anything particular with the movie, just, wow, I can't, like, actually focus and try to think on what I want to say. So I apologize that this movie won't be... This episode probably won't be as good as the Karate Christmas Miracle episode. But then again, this movie, I think, isn't going to shape up to be as good in a bad way as Karate Christmas Miracle. Wait, is it good in a bad way or bad in a good way that I'd be looking for? But anyhow, the congressman, he hates the mayor because the mayor is, like, fucking libtard and shit. And he wants to take our guns away. While the mayor is probably just saying, Hey, can we maybe discuss gun control? Maybe a little tiny bit? No! We need thoughts and prayers. And the town needs a movie theater. So while Aurora's cleaning, she finds a video that's labeled Aurora's birthday video. Actually a DVD. 
because, you know, this is 2016. Who's got VHS tapes anymore? So, and plus, you know, it's a movie theater, so they're doing all the projection through DVDs. They're not a real film theater. Um, I don't know. Are theaters, like, equipped to do both? They might be equipped to do both. This is a fancy movie theater. We're going to pretend it's equipped to do both videos and, like, DVD projections. So she puts on the video. And this video we got in A Karate Christmas Miracle, it's basically her dad, who's Martin Cove, and he's wearing a clown mask, and then he takes it off. And he talks about how he's giving the theater over to his daughter, Aurora. Which, again, is one of those things that didn't really make sense in the Karate Christmas Miracle of why it was shown. Because it had no real payoff to anything. We didn't really get all that much about the daughter. Uh, other than she survived the shooting. But they never like really gave like any sort of anything with her. Any sort of resolution. So it was just kind of random and just made you think like, okay, well, this must have been why there was the big shooting at the movie theater. So this is probably why there's the big shooting at the movie theater was that Eric Roberts is upset that he didn't get the movie theater or something because they never fully explained it. So maybe they will explain it here as the reason for why he went on his crazed uh, shooting spree. And I think it will be awesome if this video is the only part we get with Martin Cove. Because I'm pretty sure that's the only uh, scenes we saw with him in A Cry Christmas Miracle was just the video he was telling his daughter that she was going to get the movie theater. And then she hears a noise. And so she takes out her gun. Second Amendment writes, you know, remember, only thing that can stop a bad clown with a gun is a good clown with a gun. And she's not a clown, but... She thinks she sees a clown, and she shoots and misses, which is good because it's not an evil clown. It's not a bad clown with a gun. It's just the projectionist dude who I think is her boyfriend. And maybe? I don't know because they were kind of flirting, but did he not? Did she not know he was going to show up? Fucking asshole boyfriend. Don't you know you can't creep up on someone who's been a victim of a mass shooting or was there for a mass shooting because they're going to be freaked out because any little noise like oh no the shooter is back he's just kind of at least he's not wearing a clown mask this time so you know if if he was wearing a clown mask now that would be just fucking like awful and he would deserve to be shot now aurora and the projectionist you know because she's feeling so much better and safe in his arm they make out and then we get fade to black and oh no aurora which i don't know if i've mentioned it yet her name her full name is aurora palace which i was thinking oh shit the name of the theater that got shot up was the palace theater in aurora but no it was the century theater so whoo i thought this film was gonna go full-on offensive by calling her aurora palace oh boy but it's only slightly offensive. But she wakes up in the hospital because she's been hit on the head by a gun. And she wants to know where's the projectionist. But, you know, no one will tell her. And the nurse says, you gotta go back to sleep. And Kenneth DeVacchio, which I probably have not 
properly introduced Kenneth DeVacchio, who's produced all these films. So that's why footage from this got reused for Karate Christmas Miracle. Um, but since he's the producer, he gets to put himself in these films. And so I don't know if he's the same character that he plays in Karate Christmas Miracle, the missing dad. So, you know, I guess we'll wait and find out. I'm not really sure. He's just at the bedside and then him, the nurse, and the orderly who's trying to choke her out. Well, not choke her out, but he's got like a washcloth on top of her face to try to knock her out. So she goes back to sleep and they're all yelling, you shouldn't like guns! You shouldn't like guns! So I'm thinking, okay, this is a dream sequence and she's going to wake up and she kind of wakes up into what looks like another dream sequence. So this nightmare she's in now is pretty much her reliving the memory of the shooting. And I was not expecting titties. I was not expecting this film to pass the Velvet Owl test. And technically, it did not. Because um, if you don't know, the Velvet Owl test is a film has to show titties. Or any nudity, really. But titties. But I do accept full frontal nudity in the first 15 minutes of the film. We're at, this was at, like, minute 17. So very close, very close to beating it. And I'm going to give it to this film because I was so not expecting this film. Maybe because I'm so, in my mind, tied this film to uh, Karate Christmas Miracle, which is a kid's movie. So I was not expecting titties in this. Even though this is absolutely not a kid's movie whatsoever. Still, in my mind, it's, it's the precursor to a kid's movie. So there was titties, and the clown, who I think is Eric Roberts, we haven't, like, fully revealed his identity, shoots people up, and then she wakes up, and she's in the hospital, which thankfully, you know, she is in the hospital because she got whipped with a gun, but everything's okay, and Kenneth DeVecchio is there to say it's okay, except then he puts on a clown mask and starts stabbing her! Saying, you shouldn't like guns! You shouldn't like guns! And then she wakes up. In the bed with the projectionist. And hopefully, this was real wake up. And not another fake out. And in another, like, nightmare dream. So, hopefully. Because um, I think the dream was really trying to instill in her that she shouldn't like guns. So, I don't know. Maybe? Is this... Because obviously... It's meant to be the opposite of what the dream is. So the film's telling her that, no, you should absolutely love guns, even though you've seen the absolute destruction that it can cause. Still love guns. It's not the guns. Guns don't kill people. Eric Roberts in a clown mask does. Well, apparently they sleep, they're sleeping in the theater itself. Which probably accounts for why you're having nightmares, lady. Um, I don't know, is this like fucking exposure therapy or something? Yeah, you witnessed a lot of people, including your father, die here. So just sleep here. It's the only way to overcome your demons. Lady, fucking fire your psychiatrist right now. Like, wow. I don't even know if it was a psychiatrist that suggested it. But, I don't know what would be worse. I guess it would be worse if no psychiatrist suggested it, and you're just an idiot and thought, Hey! I can just go sleep here, right? What well, I I don't know. 
Why are you sleeping in the theater where there was a mass shooting that your father died in? Surely there was a hotel across the street that maybe you could have stayed in? But the projectionist, he gets up because he has to go pee. And so he has to use the men's room. And while he's there, a clown shows up with a gun. And, well, the clown throws the gun at the floor. And then picks it up and points it at the projectionist. Which really, like, projectionist... You should have made a bum rush for the gun. But then again, I know that I wouldn't have. Because I'd be too scared. And I'd be pissing my pants if I hadn't already pissed. Like, he probably just didn't have any pee left in him to pee his pants. But And then the clown just kind of walks off. Meanwhile, Aurora hears something. And she goes to the theater. And she sees that the movie is playing the movie of Eric Roberts' Manifesto. And there's a clown in the seats watching it. And when he notices... And I can't tell if it's the same clown as the one that was in the bathroom with the boyfriend. Like, I kind of think not, because they're, like, intercutting between the two scenes. So they're supposed to be happening at the same time. But the clown, he's got a gun. And he goes up, and he points the gun at Aurora's head. And she gets scared. And then she realizes there is no clown. She is holding the gun to her own head. Awesome. This movie's going into like fucking psychological thriller. And if it was good at it, oh, damn. Like, this is kind of like the worst part. The worst kind of bad movies is when you watch it and you're like, you know what? There's actually like a good idea here. And if anyone involved was in any way competent, could have made something a decent little film here like just dealing with her psychological issues overseeing the killings and how it's manifesting itself and how she's gonna kill herself thinking that the clown's killing her so aurora's back in bed screaming and projectionist guy comes and you know comforts her doesn't tell her that you know he saw a clown with a gun which i guess you know you don't want to spook her and make her completely freak out. Or maybe you do want to tell her so that you guys get the fuck out of that theater. Because there's a clown with a gun <laughs> walking around. And even if it's just like a vision, it's still a bad idea that you're sleeping in the theater where there was a mass shooting and the girl's father is dead. He died in that theater. I get creeped out at the idea of sleeping somewhere where someone died like a hundred years beforehand. That I don't know. That's creepy. Even though if you think about it, that's most likely the case for anywhere you sleep is that someone probably died in that house at some point. And that creeps me out. So I can't even imagine if it was like... My own parent dying in this place a year ago. That would be too creepy for me to want to sleep there. But no, Aurora, because it's so important to open the theater. And then the next day, there's obnoxious knocking. And it's this obnoxious mustache guy. And I think he might be an electrician. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his job is something. 
Because he's got to make sure the lights are on and stuff like that. And all the electrical stuff's working. So he goes to it. He's in the main theater. And then he hears a voice. A woman's voice. A voice that sounds like Aurora. And just saying like, oh, you're a hunk and I bet you got a big cock. Come up to the projectionist room and I'm going to suck at big cock. And he's like, oh, all right. Not because he really wants to. It's more of a concern of like, okay, uh, I think Aurora's gone crazy. But up in the projectionist room, she's not there. No woman is there. A clown is there. Eric Roberts, the clown, is there. Um, I mean, we still don't know. But I'm betting it is. At least his character. I'm betting they got someone else. And Eric Roberts has just filmed like his one scene in like an afternoon and said okay that's all for me and so they just had to hire someone else to wear the mask so the clown's there and he slits mustache guy's throat and I'm just wondering like is he like really good at like voice impersonations or did he happen to have just a tape of Aurora telling someone that she was gonna suck his big cock or was it someone else like the titty girl from the nightmare who gets shot maybe he just recorded her so and did he just have this recording on the idea of like okay I'm gonna trick someone to come up here and how am I gonna trick them oh I'll play a woman's voice saying they're gonna suck his cock and that obviously will make him come up there so many unanswered questions now, some of Aurora's friends, or possibly co-workers, who apparently are also, like, survivors of this, uh, I was gonna say school shooting. There are so many fucking mass shootings in life that I can't keep them straight. Um, but apparently they survived, and at least one of the guys, because not everyone came, and one of the guys is like, uh, I don't know if I should have come, because, you know, it's kind of fucking creepy to go back to the area that I saw a lot of people, probably a lot of them, my friends, die. And it should be the same for you, Aurora, because you saw your father die. In your hands. Right here, on the floor of this theater. But she's like, no, 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 this is going to be cool. And they gather up in the auditorium to talk about how important it is to, you know, move on with life and... They're going to take back. They're going to take it back. But suddenly, the movie starts playing. This isn't Aurora's plan. And it's the movie of Eric Roberts' uh, little screed thing, um, his manifesto, where he's talking about how, you know, the world's going to burn or something. And the world's just a shit place. And this is part of, uh, you know, this got played in Karate Christmas Miracle, this rant, which at least now makes a little more sense than it did in Karate Christmas Miracle, which just so came out of nowhere of just this guy just giving a rant. At least, like, you know, like, okay, he he gives this rant because he's going to shoot up the theater. So, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, really, all things considered, but it makes a little more sense with some context. And the other friends are all like, yo, this is fucked up. You're forcing us to watch the guy who, like, 
shot all our friends and they run out of the theater. And meanwhile, Aurora's trying to find out who did this because, you know, it wasn't her plan. And then she's suddenly surrounded by clowns. No, no. Doo, doo. And projectionist, he's in the projection booth. And he sees a clown. And so he does what anyone would do when they see a clown. He shoots the clown. And then suddenly, the clowns surrounding Aurora, they're not there. And she goes into the projection booth. And sure enough, projectionist boy did shoot nothing. Because there's no clown there either. They're both having these delusions of seeing clowns. And now I'm not like a psychologist. I'd, I can't say I fully understand how and why these things could be happening, but I'm going to take a guess that sleeping in the theater where you witnessed a mass shooting is probably fucking your heads up. Just just my uh, two cents there. So now a sleazy guy comes in. I think he might be a congressman. I don't remember. I don't remember if this is the congressman she was talking to earlier. But he's all like, let's save this theater. And so now we got a big debate on gun control. And Kenneth Zavacchio is the mayor. And he's on the side of more gun control. Which is kind of interesting and weird because the scenes that they use from this in Karate Christmas Miracle, how they edit it makes it seem like he was arguing why people should be able to carry guns. So, kind of kind of weird. Did his beliefs change in that time between the two movies? And Kenneth DeVecchio was like, you know what? I am going to argue for guns. And so they have back and forth, and Aurora thinks like she should be allowed to conceal carry. Uh, but oh no, the law's been changed. And there's just arguments, and, you know, who's going to feel safe? Like... Should they have a gun? And some people think, well, we should have guns to stop the bad guys. And other people are saying, no, because the bad guys have guns, so this just makes everything worse. And Mayor Del Vecchio is all like, we cannot have guns! And then, the lights turn off. And I bet Kenneth Del Vecchio is gonna wish he had guns in just a little bit. Then on the big screen... Starts a movie. Starts a softcore thriller film. Because we get some titties. And some fake fucking. And then the clown comes and takes his mask off. And kills the one dude. And decides he wants to fuck the girl. And she's all, hey, let's go for it. And everyone's all disgusted. Like, eh, how dare you watch, put this on the screen. So Mayor DeVecchio... He's all like, eh, I'm gonna run up to the projectionist and get this movie turned off. But in the projection booth is the clown. The theoretically Eric Roberts clown. And he comes down. And everyone's running. Because, oh no, here's a clown with a gun. And then more clowns with guns show up. And everyone's running like, oh no, they're gonna kill us. But Aurora, she's like, well, you know how it goes. Only thing that can stop a bad clown with a gun is a badass chick with a gun. So she takes her gun. But there's all these clowns, so she doesn't know who to shoot at. And she's just trying to uh, 
aim wherever she can. But suddenly, the clowns are gone. There are no clowns. Now, is it that the other people... I mean, did everyone have this mass hallucination of a clown with a gun? And the clowns just disappeared? Or is it all in her head? Because it'd be one thing if it's all in her head, and I can understand why everyone's gone crazy. Like, oh my god, crazy bitch has a gun! And she's aiming it wildly at nothing. Straight bullet could kill me. Or did they all have the mass hallucination of clowns? But then, the movie starts up again. And this time, it's John Kreese. And he's going through his video. Which, I think this is the video that where he gives the theater over to his daughter. Now, the video switches over to Eric Roberts' manifesto which still kind of really makes no sense with or without the context. And then suddenly, all the victims that died in the mass shooting, they're on screen, and they're talking about freedom or being let free and to join them or something. I don't know. But I'm glad they didn't get put into Karate Christmas Miracle, because then that would have confused the fuck out of me more than these scenes already did. And then, back to John Creason, he's kind of getting deep. Because he's like, if I'm here, I'm real. But if I'm not, then this isn't real. And it, that's, uh, that's the way I feel about life. Am I real? And it's just true. I don't know if you heard my phone go off just then. But, you know, my car's warranty is about to expire. Actually, I don't know if, if it was that. It just came up spam risk, so I hung up. But, yeah, I mean, isn't it true? If we're here, we're real. And if we're not here, it's not real. But then it turns to one of the girl's sisters who had died, uh, the one that showed titties earlier. And so the sister thinks, like, oh, no. She's telling me, it's a message, I have to get out of here. And the door, which had been locked all this time, magically opens for her, and she goes out in the lobby, and there's one of the clowns. And the clown blows dust on her, and suddenly, she's in the bathroom, and she's naked. And, seriously, this film has had more titties than I expected. And I'm all for that. I like seeing boobs in films. And, this film... It's a nice surprise when you're not expecting to see boobs, and then suddenly, hey, boobs! Like, oh, cool. And then a little later, like, more boobs! And like, oh, wow, I, I thought that boobs was just a one-time thing. And then, oh, here's a third set of boobs, and you're just like, wow, this is fantastic. This does not improve my opinion of the film very much. And... So... What happened? There was boobs. But everyone inside the theater can see this happening on the big screen. And she gets killed. While naked. So, yeah, I am not gonna really go into huge, huge details on what happened. For my own sanity's sake. But, yeah, so they determine that they're trapped in hell of some sort. And they need to get out of there and they don't really know how, and there's chasing, and the clowns are after them, and kill some of them, 
and nightmares and I don't know if the clowns are real or what's going on but then the films on the big screen show that while Eric Roberts was a deranged crazy person apparently projectionist boy manipulated him into a into doing the mass shooting so that projectionist boy can come and save the day and be a hero so you see the bad guy with a gun was not stopped by a good guy with a gun, but by a bad guy with a gun pretending to be a good guy with a gun. So, I don't know. Is this film pro-gun rights or pro-gun control? I am not sure. But, oh, yeah, he's killed somehow, somehow, some way. And the film kind of just ends there. Boom! So... I'm kind of upset that this doesn't really, like, lead towards a Karate Christmas Miracle. It just makes it all the more bizarre that clips were taken from this. And I think part of it was probably just they wanted to reuse the footage of Eric Roberts and Martin Cove, who they got sweet deals. <laughs> like... There's no way either one of them spent more than an hour shooting their scenes at home or in front of a green screen because that's what it seems like. Like none of the neither of them are actually in the on any of the sets with the rest of the actors, so they just kind of shot it. And I don't know if then do they also get paid for a Karate Christmas Miracle? Because if they do, that is a sweet deal for them. If they don't. And that's a sweet deal for the producers because they get two films out of these guys and only having to film them for an hour apiece. Probably, actually, total, it probably was an hour, the both of them. How they probably just, like, hired them off Cameo. Um, I'm stealing that joke from someone else on someone else's podcast talking about Karate Christmas Miracle. They said that they probably just hired these guys on Cameo to read those lines. Which is an interesting thing. Can you use Cameo? Well, they probably charge extra if they know you're using the Cameo into your film. But that could be something. Let's look into the legalities of that. And then let's raise some money so that I can hire all these Cameos to have... All these actors do cameos in my film. That is a brilliant idea. But, yeah, they didn't really, like, lead into a Karate Christmas Miracle. So, you know, the dad who disappeared after the school, after the mass shooting, who was theoretically taken by the shooter, but obviously they wouldn't know, or they would have known that the shooter's dead. So, as is my theory that I proposed in the episode on Karate Christmas Miracle, I think Dad just used it as an excuse to get away. So, he probably wasn't even at the theater. He's just like, oh, there was a mass shooting. I was like 12 blocks away, but I'll claim I was there. And now I'm free of my family. Free! Free, I tell you! And... But seriously, it's so bizarre to, to watch this movie and know that parts of it were recycled 
for what is a kid's movie, A Karate Christmas Miracle. And especially since, like, honestly, it doesn't even make sense because none of it makes sense within the context of A Karate Christmas Miracle. You didn't need it other than the fact that A, it padded some time, and B, it allowed you to say you had Eric Roberts and Martin Cove in a movie. Which you really kind of didn't. Um, but I am disappointed. Because The Karate Christmas Miracle is the right type of bad movie that is just so batshit insane that you wonder, why the fuck did they make this film? And it's just so like insane that you're just like, wow, I can't believe I'm watching this. It's kind of brilliant in its own way. Joker's Poltergeist, or Joker's Massacre, or whatever it's called. Joker something. Um, fuck the Joker. I I don't know. It's the bad type of bad film. It's, it's mostly boring. You're kind of... I mean, you're kind of like, eh, why did they make this? But more from a... Very exploitative of the Aurora Theater shooting massacre. So... It's kind of like icky. Uh, but, you know, you can tell that, you know, they didn't think they were making a great movie. Cry Christmas Miracle, you kind of get the feeling they thought they were onto something amazing with it. And that's what really, like, separates good bad movies from bad bad movies. This just. But I was pleasantly surprised by titties. So the film wasn't a complete loss. So I give it a half a velvet, which I don't know. I've never used a scoring system for this podcast. Although I keep saying, like, I want to do a scoring system where I add up points for and against the film and see what it uh, lines up for. But if I had any sort of grading or scoring system, this movie would fail. And not in a fun, entertaining way. So, anyhow, if you'd like to suggest a movie, leave a comment. If you can, if you're listening to this on something that lets you leave comments. If not, you can always email me, velvetal at hotmail.com. And, you know, you don't have to suggest something. You can leave a comment. Um, you can leave me pictures of your cousin, naked. Just a suggestion. I'm not saying you should do that. But if you do that, get permission first. That's all I ask. If you do send any nudie photos, either get permission or, you know, implied permission if you got it from the internet. Because if it's up there, it's probably implied. If someone posted it themselves, it's implied that they gave permission for everyone to see it. Otherwise... Keep watching the movies. I don't know. That shouldn't be a catchphrase when the whole point of this podcast is kind of really discouraging you from watching movies. So, yeah. Whatever. I never know how to end these, so I'm just gonna end and say goodbye. And I want to thank 
the Living Brain Dead for providing the official theme song for Velvet Owl Watches Movies So You Don't Have To. It's called Never Fuck With Cat Girls, and you can get it at livingbraindead.com, which you should totally do. They are not paying me for this, so I shilled them out of my love for the music. <laughs> 